Greetings, and welcome to Mind Matters News. Our host, Dr. Robert J. Marks, has continued the press tour for his book, Non-Computable You, and we have some excerpts we'd like to share. Let's start with a chat about the movie Top Gun with Michael Medved on his nationally syndicated talk show. A great day when uh, there are on the table all kinds of questions about AI. That's artificial intelligence. Why shouldn't we be able to replace all those hotshot pilots like the ones being trained in the movie Top Gun Maverick, one of the most successful movies ever made, by the way, in terms of its box office receipts. But yeah, that's uh, showing pilots doing death-defying, astonishing jobs in guiding their airplanes. Well, can't you do it better using artificial intelligence and drones. Uh, we will get to that with uh, a terrific guest, who I'm very pr- pl- privileged to uh, welcome to the show, Robert J. Marks, who is a director of uh, a center at the Discovery Institute uh, on human intelligence and artificial intelligence and the differences thereof he is the author of a very important and fascinating and uh, a timely new book called Non-Computable You, What You Do That Artificial Intelligence Never Will. Uh, Dr. Marx, it is uh, great to speak to you. He's, he's also a professor of electrical and computer engineering at Baylor University and a fellow of both the Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers and the Optical Society of America. So with that introduction, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Michael. It's good to talk to you again. It's great to speak to you. So first of all, I thought that uh, your little piece on Top Gun Maverick was particularly pertinent because you have to think about it. When you think about... uh, people not just in movies but in in real life uh, people in Ukraine right now who are risking their lives wouldn't it be a, just a tremendous blessing for us to replace all the human service people who sacrifice their lives with uh, machines that could probably do every bit as uh, effective a job well, yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, with reference to the movie Top Gun, the piece I wrote said that uh, involving humans in this was kind of very 20th century, which I guess the, the original the original um, Top Gun came out in the 20th century. But uh, they were just trying to they were just trying to repeat that uh, that same old scenario. But it turns out we have the technology now with drones. We have drones that can be controlled by um, by pilots uh, remotely. And so they can see where they're going. And this was, for example, uh, the technology that we used to take out the General Soleimani a, a while back. Uh, we used a drone. We fired a Hellfire missile and just, you know, uh, took them out without, without any danger of human life. That's the same thing that could have happened on the mission of Maverick, uh, the Top Gun sequel. A um, bunch of advantages. One is the, the, the G-Force. One of the big things in the movie was the G-forces would black you out. Well, that's not a problem with autonomous vehicles, with drones that don't have any people on them. Uh, you can really accelerate, and as long as you don't destroy the computer, your AI is still there. Another aspect was that um, 
they thought that they needed to fly below where they could do GPS and things like that. Well, even with modern modern um, military, you don't need GPS. Some of the military radar uh, drones have maps on the inside. They take pictures of the terrain on the outside. They compare the pictures of the terrain with the maps, and they can go ahead and um, they can navigate without any GPS. So there's there's a number of different aspects which lead one to believe that that the technology that was used in Maverick Top Gun was was very ill advised. It should have been done with the 21st century technology, with artificial intelligence, drones, and um, even autonomous killing uh, weapons. So. All of this, all of this should have been. It would have been more realistic, but I don't think it would have been as fun of a plot. Well, and, way, and I, you, I, you I, certainly couldn't have featured Tom Cruise playing a, no. a drone, and that that's a big part of. And and just think of the movie posters. If you do it with all machines, uh, uh, basically, it all the machine movies usually end up showing some of the limitations of machines, but. One of the things that I was thinking about is in warfare, we used to be so worried, you talk about the 20th century, about a mistake uh, that leads to a nuclear apocalypse. And wouldn't uh, further use of AI and and machines to uh, actually uh, not only fight on the battlefield, but also to uh, guide strategy and to to help um, uh, direct the command structure, wouldn't using AI in that reduce the risk of mistake? Well, one of the things you have to be careful about, I think, is that AI is is very brittle. And one of the things that has to be uh, applied in the command field is to be able to react to situations which you've never seen before. And if you don't have those in your in your training data, and you are you are exposed to a total different scenario that you've never seen before, you won't know how to react if you're AI. It's going to take human intelligence to do that. And as far as the danger, absolutely. I think that, um, I think that one of the things that needs to be done in the design of artificial intelligence is to uh, apply AI ethics. In other words, make sure that the AI that you design does exactly what it is intended to do, but does no more. And that can be done through extensive testing, domain domain expertise. You're never going to get 100%, but I think it's probably going to be like the legal system. You have to make sure that, um, that, that the operation is above and beyond any reasonable doubt, kind of in the, the same sort of level of certainty that you have in convicting a murderer or something. Uh, so I think we can borrow from there and apply these standards to some of this artificial intelligence. Up next, Dr. Marks discusses the impact of artificial intelligence on the job market with Mark Hahn. Mark can be heard on KSCJ in Sioux City, Iowa. As we talked about before we came on the air, uh, Dr. Marks is, uh, you know, Artificial intelligence is something that many people have fantasized, whether on a science fiction level, uh, you know, many shows have been about that. Of course, Space Odyssey, 2001, uh, Hal, yeah. Hal took over, and, <laughs> and that's what scared people about artificial intelligence. Are we going to be making computers that are smarter than us? No, absolutely not. Um, and I don't know if Hal 2000 
what the how two thousand? Yeah, I think that's was, what the, um, yeah, I don't know if that was smarter than the people. I think it was just programmed incorrectly. Yeah. It was programmed to put the mission before human life. Well, and I think that that's where the failing was. And I don't know if it was actually uh, took over in any sense. Well, there have been other books, too, uh, you know, on the, along the same line where, you know, man makes a computer. He, he keeps improving the computer. Finally, he wants to have it uh, have a little bit of um, intelligence on its own. Uh, based on, of course, the information that you put into it, it's uh, you know that's what computers are: garbage in, garbage out. If you put right. good things in there and you you build the formats properly and you for what you want to do, it stays within those parameters, right? It doesn't go outside, just as you just discussed. Oh, exactly. In fact, that's that's a very good illustration. The idea is that uh, computers and artificial intelligence can take their training data and they can interpolate. They can, they can look inside the box, but they don't have the creative ability to think outside the box. You're exactly right. You know, the question I think we got out of the way right at the beginning, are, are future humans doomed to be replaced by artificial intelligence? And of course you said emphatically, no. But what will it replace? Will it replace, uh, Travel agents? Will it? Re- I mean, right now you certainly have online oh, yeah. travel sites that are are set up, and you can book in your own travel. You don't need an agent. Well, here, here, here's here, here's the deal, and, and you hit the right word: algorithms. You have to ask yourself: Can a certain job be described by an algorithm, meaning a step by step procedure for doing something? Right. That's certainly true for travel agents. Right. Mm-hmm. They go through step by step procedures. Uh, you hear other things, toll booth operators, for example, they're totally gone mm-hmm. because they just they just did a simple algorithm. So if your task can be defined by an algorithm, yeah, your job, if that job, if that task is your job, is in danger of being replaced by artificial intelligence. But if your if your position requires uh, sentience, if it requires creativity, if it requires understanding, you're probably in less danger of artificial intelligence taking over. But what is going to happen eventually is artificial intelligence is going to be a tool, and that's all artificial intelligence is. It's a tool. But it's a tool which can be used by these different professions to enhance the profession, to do to a, do a better job. But it isn't going to replace them. Well, we see how computers and robotics have replaced human workers uh, because of, you know, in factory jobs, uh, it's a repetitive thing. You're online, yes. whether you're on an automotive line or whatever, you're you're putting the the nuts on these bolts and it's you know, car after car after car after car, truck. It doesn't matter. Your job is, well, boring because it's the same thing. So we see that a computer running a, a robotics uh, actually does that job. It's, so that that worries people that am I going to be, re, be replaced by a computer in my business? Yeah, they do. Uh, except the, when it comes to adding personality to a, a program where we call it here in voice tracking, which is basically adding our voices in between songs or commercial breaks or whatever. And we can, you know, make it sound like we're live right there in the studio. Not a problem. Uh, computers can't do the same thing. They can't put the same emotion. They can't put the same thought into uh, reading up on a segue or, or talking about a certain subject. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would also say that artificial intelligence is going to introduce new jobs. Today we have I don't know, all of these people that make their living on um, 
TikTok, which I don't, which I don't watch, no, or, no, or, or some either. of these other social media. And we have we have people that work for Google that do all, do all the censoring of of, of the content. Sure. And, uh, not, not not a good job, but uh, nevertheless, these are jobs which are being created by artificial intelligence intelligence and technology. So I guess I'm a big believer in free enterprise, and I think it might be painful, but I think that we're going to adapt. Well, well, you know, sometimes, you know, I've heard people say this expression more than once, computers, you can't live without them and you can't live with them sometimes. No, it's the same. <laughs> That's true. I was separated from my cell phone for a couple of days, and oh. man, I went with, through withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> I am so... I'm so dependent on this stupid thing for GPS. Uh, I tell people that I have all of the knowledge of the world available at my fingertips. Right. Uh, so if I have a question, I could just type it in. Boom, there it is. Uh, yeah, boy, we are dependent upon it, aren't we? Until it crashes or you're without it because it crashed uh, or you lost it. Yeah, then you then you know you know how, how much you really depended on this. And I'm one who, you know, is drug kicking and screaming into the 21st century because I had... Just an old little flip phone that, and you know, nothing in internet search and it was an old LG phone. It was nice. It did what I wanted it to do. I could send quick texts or make a call. I couldn't search the internet, but that's okay. I mean, you know, I, it just did basic things that I wanted. But uh, one of my brothers wound up giving me, uh, their smartphone, a Motorola smartphone and boy. I know what you're talking about now because I, I, I do use this and it, there's so many more things that I can do with this phone that I couldn't do with the other. Oh yeah. You think, you think of technology. When I was a boy and you made a long distance call, if you went to a pay phone, you had to put nickels and quarters in it. And, oh yeah. Um, you know, today I can do FaceTime and I've done this simultaneously with somebody in Sweden and another person in the country of Colombia. And it's just like we're in the same room. We're doing we're doing FaceTime. So it is remarkable. AI does incredible things. But as I mentioned at the beginning, there are certain walls that it's never going to go through. And I think some of those walls are things which are exaggerated by science fiction, like the Terminator and the Matrix. Right. Uh, those things those things are never going to happen. Well, that's true. Are we ever going to have campaign managers in in uh, political campaigns? Here we are coming up to the midterms. Are they ever going to be replaced by artificial intelligence? I think AI is going to be a tool in this sort of thing. But one of the things that AI doesn't have is uh, creativity. And you can talk about not only campaign managers, but, say, a commander in the field. Right. Now, campaign managers and a commander in a military field are going to face scenarios that they've never seen before. CEOs of companies do the same thing, too. Right. Now, the AI has to be trained in that scenario. And if it sees a scenario that it hasn't seen before, and it's outside the box, if you will, it doesn't know what to do. But people... Campaign managers and, um, and and commanders in the field, in the military field, are going to have to react and assess situations that they've never seen before and adapt to them. Yeah. And no, I don't think artificial intelligence will ever do that. Now, AI might be used as a tool by these people that can give them forecasts and suggestions of things to do, but the final decision will always lay with the human. Well, indeed, it and it will. So uh, the uh, cool thing about that is, is that uh, you see these people in Japan. Japan technically seems to be more into AI than than what we are here. I mean, virtual girlfriends 
Uh, in in a, like a 3D. Have you seen that? That's just crazy stuff. Right. No, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I can imagine. It, it is. Um, one guy even married one. I don't understand how you think about that, but it's your mental state of mind, I guess. I, I guess so. Dr. Robert J. Marks II, uh, he's a professor of electrical and computer engineering at Baylor. Uh, the book is called Non-Computable You, What You Do That Artificial Intelligence Will Never Do. That's it for today. Thanks for listening, and until next time, be of good cheer.